Part four of With Swag and Billy, A Guide to Walking Trips in Tourist Districts of New South Wales by H. J. Tompkins. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part two Longer Trips Saturday afternoon and Sunday trip Waterfall to Audley via Helensburg, Kelly's Waterfall, Bald Hill and Oxford distance about thirty miles fare waterfall return first three shillings and sixpence second two shillings take the afternoon train at sydney station and you will reach waterfall about four o'clock a six-mile walk will bring you to helensburg for tea there are two hotels so you need have no anxiety about accommodation make an early start on sunday morning going straight ahead as if making for Stanwell Park. About a mile out of Helensburg is a very fine site, known as Kelly's Waterfall. It is only some 300 yards from the road. A fence running at right angles to the road, just past a slaughter yard, will take you right to the falls. But inquire at Helensburg. The view is well worth the trouble. Within a few yards of each other, two creeks precipitate themselves over a ledge into a ravine several hundred feet deep. The first fall is about a hundred feet. Having regained the road, continue to Bald Hill, from the top of which one of the finest panoramas of landscape and seascape opens out. The finger post will indicate the way to Otford. The particulars of routes from Otford to Audley, see one day trip number 15. Two day trip. Hawkesbury to Windsor via Wiseman's Ferry. Distance to be walked, 26 miles. Estimated cost as low as 11 shillings. Thus, second class return from Hawkesbury, available for return from Windsor, 4 shillings. Steamer, 1 shillings and sixpence. Expenses en route, 5 shillings and sixpence, equals 11 shillings. First, 6 shillings. Expenses en route, 5 shillings and sixpence. Steamer, one shilling and sixpence equals thirteen shillings. First day. This is a fine weekend trip and may be recommended at least on the score of variety. A steamer leaves Hawkesbury on Wednesdays and Saturdays on the arrival of the morning train from Sydney and reaches Wiseman's Ferry about one o'clock. This means a three to four hours trip up the beautiful and picturesque Hawkesbury amid rural scenes of exquisite beauty. An adequate appreciation of the Hawkesbury is perhaps only arrived at after an opportunity of comparing and contrasting its charms with those of a stream of its class elsewhere. A few months ago, in company with a friend, I tramped over a good deal of the tourist part of Tasmania. Among other excursions from Hobart, we made the lovely new Norfolk trip, and as we sat on the deck of the more or less fast river boat, very naturally, the relative merits of the Hawkesbury and the Derwent were discussed. My deliberate opinion given for what it is worth is that for variety, picturesqueness and subtle charm, the extravagantly praised Derwent is, with one exception, hopelessly inferior to the Hawkesbury. The exception is the very beautiful but extremely limited stretch of river, perhaps three quarters of a mile at New Norfolk but this beauty is of a kind quite different from the rugged environment of the Hawkesbury, approximating our Paterson with its low fertile banks, 
and its character therefore hardly permits a fair comparison at wiseman's ferry accommodation is obtainable at the hotel an old-fashioned stone building which was once the home of solomon wiseman from whom the place takes its name and is now the hawkesbury hotel or boarding-house there is ample time during the afternoon to cross the ferry and enjoy the lovely view of the macdonald river valley and to visit the boxes on top of mountain from which altitude about eight hundred feet a view of unusual grandeur spreads out second day an early start is recommended breakfast and lunch on the track distance to windsor about twenty-six miles there is a choice of three roads the river road passing let's vale lower portland sackville reach and wilberforce is recommended however if for the sake of the view you take the hill road it is advisable to turn into sackville reach just past the sixteen-mile post tea at windsor at the river and if sunday the train leaves for sydney at seven thirty seven p m if a weekday except saturday it leaves at four twenty six p m on saturday there is an additional at eight p m which reaches sydney at nine thirty eight p m two and a half day trip number one mossvale to nowra via fitzroy falls and kangaroo valley distance about thirty six miles estimated cost as low as seventeen shillings and eightpence thus first class mossvale nowra return fifteen shillings and fourpence accommodation ten shillings equals twenty-five shillings and fourpence second class mossvale to nowra return seven shillings and eightpence accommodation ten shillings equals seventeen shillings and eightpence there being no train from sydney to nowra on sunday night saturday is a convenient day to commence this journey take the two twenty eight p m or the six ten p m to moss vale the former preferred which reaches moss vale in time to arrange accommodation for the night care should be taken to ask for a moss vale nowra tourist ticket first day start not later than six a m if it is desired to experience the joyous sensation of a brisk walk through the fresh morning air of the tableland, breakfast and lunch on the track fitzroy falls situated quite close to the road are past eleven and a half miles from moss vale and kangaroo valley must be reached for tea distance for the day twenty-two miles the road to the top of barangari mountain is level and from there mostly downhill there are two accommodation houses three-quarters of a mile on the mossvale side of fitzroy falls where lunch could be had if desired but it is reached rather early in the day if it is desired to make kangaroo valley for tea and as will be seen fits in much better when the trip occupies three days second day early start as before breakfast on the track and nowra thirteen miles can be reached comfortably by midday you may then return to sydney by the one forty p m or four fifteen p m train but the earlier one is much to be preferred camberwarra mountain is a stiff climb but from its summit to nowra is easy going altogether it is a light trip and splendid views are got from barangari and camberwarra mountains in the early spring the walk down camberwarra mid avenues of tree fern and wild flower is one of unique loveliness provision will require to be made for three meals on the track 
for hints as to what to take see equipment part one three-day trips number one wentworth falls to picton or camden via cox's river and burragarang valley distance about sixty miles estimated cost as low as twenty shillings thus first class return wentworth falls ten shillings and tuppence accommodation en route fourteen shillings and eleven pence equals twenty-five shillings and a penny second class return wentworth falls five shillings and a penny accommodation en route fourteen shillings and eleven pence equals twenty shillings the four fifty five p m on friday reaches wentworth falls at seven eight p m wilson's hotel is the most convenient wentworth falls to cox's river twenty three miles a daybreak start is advised breakfast and lunch on track leaving the hotel follow the great western road for about a mile as if going to sydney a finger-post here indicates the way across king's tableland and past the queen victoria consumptive homes to a stranger the track is bad for water and a supply should be got at wentworth falls mcmahon's cox's river has to be reached for tea a postcard should be addressed to mr thomas mcmahon cox's river via burragarang a few days in advance mentioning the number he may expect as the mcmahon homestead is round a bend a short distance upstream it is necessary to cross the cox twice or to follow the bend round to get to it but before doing either make inquiry at the farmhouse on the right just before reaching the river second day mcmahon's to pippin's accommodation house burragarang distance fifteen miles an easy day and an early start is not necessary the highway crosses and recrosses cox's river several times in a few miles this gets monotonous and can be avoided by taking the bridle track on west side used in times of flood with ordinary care no difficulty will arise and the main road is rejoined just below the junction of cox and wallandilly a dip in the wallandilly at fitzpatrick's crossing will be appreciated while the billy is being boiled for lunch pippin's accommodation house should be reached by five p m shortly after crossing wallandilly bridge and about two miles from pippin's is a weathered sandstone boulder containing a curious specimen of aboriginal art known locally as the red hands do not miss it mr mcmahon will direct more fully if time be limited accommodation can be obtained at dunn's first night instead of at mcmahon's and the oaks reached on the evening of the second day third day burragarang to picton distance twenty two or twenty three miles make an early start though the new road up the mountain is an easy grade if the destination be camden keep right on to the oaks if picton turn to the right opposite the public school by the roadside if monday be a holiday there is usually a late train to sydney if otherwise you must stay at picton until next morning in which case expenses will be increased to that extent this is an ideal walk out of the beaten tourist routes for a considerable part it is bush track and quite unsuitable for vehicular traffic until the confluence of cox wallandilly and warragamba is passed the only travellers likely to be encountered are horsemen 
rugged mountain scenery is varied by fertile agricultural lands limited in area and the view from wentworth falls end overlooking cox's river and burragarang valley is probably unsurpassed on the whole mountain range the view from the jump back is very fine and is familiar to many who make the trip from the oaks but it is not so stupendous as the view from the other end see notes from diary part three number two bell to richmond via mount wilson mount irvin and Currajong heights distance forty five miles estimated cost as low as seventeen shillings thus second class return to bell six shillings and tenpence accommodation en route ten shillings and tuppence equals seventeen shillings first class thirteen shillings and eightpence accommodation en route ten shillings and tuppence equals twenty-three shillings and tenpence the return from bell is available for return from richmond first day saturday is the best day to commence this jaunt taking the seven fifty two a m at sydney which reaches bell at about eleven fifty six a m as there is neither hotel nor boarding-house at mount wilson it is necessary to carry a sleeping-bag for the first night after which it could be sent back to bell by mail-coach if so desired water is obtainable at the deserted school premises and camp may be pitched in the vicinity mount wilson is a very beautiful and fertile plateau of limited extent and like its neighbours mounts hay and toma is of volcanic origin the scientific opinion is that here during the earlier tertiary three or four points of volcanic eruption were in activity a great volcano poured out its sheets of lava remnants of which remain on mounts hay king george toma and wilson mount wilson is taken up almost entirely with more or less pretentious summer residences which are given over to the charge of caretakers for two-thirds of the year provision is necessary for three or four meals en route as there is no accommodation of any kind at bell boil the billy immediately on arrival and have lunch between bell and mount wilson the road has been formed and in dry weather is fairly good with sandy patches in common with most mountain tracks it keeps pretty near the arid top of the spur to the right fine glimpses into the govet sleep valley are obtainable but at the foot of mount wilson a fertile region is reached as you ascend the pretty zigzag track rich loam good timber and tree fern are already in evidence and consequent upon a state concession to the original landowners the road from the nine-mile post becomes a beautiful avenue of limes and chestnuts english trees and shrubs have been freely planted and do well here at yarrawa is a fine hawthorn hedge and a very healthy specimen of holly crimson with berries looked well at the time of my first visit apples do well but the altitude is too great for most other fruits as might be expected in this favoured spot all homesteads have extensive gardens and in one or two instances the improvements are of an expensive character at yarrawa is a turkish bath alleged to have cost the late mr wynne two thousand pounds to construct commodious stables are furnished with a number of loose boxes and water is laid on throughout the establishment second day away early breakfast and lunch on track mount irvin seven or eight miles distant is several hundred feet lower than mount wilson 
the character of the country is the same but is occupied mostly by selectors the track for the most part may be described as a beautiful avenue in which tree ferns healthy and luxuriant outnumber everything else even white woods and gums care must be taken as the turn-off for toma road is very indistinct the merest bridle track it leaves the cleared road on the right-hand side at a point about seven miles from mount wilson and about a hundred yards past the sawmill should the mill be deserted and you overrun the turn-off the folks at the farmhouse half a mile further on will put you right but assuming that you pick it up at the outset the track is not very distinct and it is important to remember that its trend is to the left there is a more beaten track bearing away to the right this is merely a bullock trail and must be rejected the bridle track takes you across the gorge through which runs a clear cold stream easily forded at the top of the mountain toma side of the gorge you pick up a formed but little used road which connects with mount toma richmond road at the twenty mile post it is ten miles from this point to mrs peck's accommodation house Currajong heights arrived at the foot of Currajong mountain turn to the right taking the old road and at the top of the mountain turn again to the right along the ridge this will bring you to the back of mrs peck's and will save the descent and subsequent long tiresome climb up to the front of the house i have also stayed at mrs richard's belmore house which occupies a very convenient position on the main road opposite the post office total distance for the day about twenty-five miles should there be ladies in the party or from any other cause the distance be considered too great accommodation is available at mr graham's near the twenty-two mile post in which case on reaching toma richmond road turn to your right and go towards mount toma for two miles or accommodation may be obtained at norwood about seven miles from Currajong heights third day if at pecks the interval before breakfast can be enjoyably filled in with a pair of field glasses if you carry them there is an ancient telescope at the house or sampling oranges if in season magnificent views may be obtained at night the reflection of the lights of sydney is plainly visible and if the morning be clear there is a glorious panorama castlereagh and penrith to the right richmond and hawkesbury agricultural college at foot and the dim suggestion of the mother city of australia away on the skyline twelve miles only remain to be accomplished and you can easily cast the distance behind you and lunch in richmond or at the hotel the traveller's rest just before crossing the river better still you may boil billy on the river bank and lunch in the open as hitherto the Groves valley road is much the prettier from it you obtain a peep into the stupendous gap in the mountain range through which the waters of the Groves rush to join the hawkesbury as far as the eye can reach orange culture is the staple industry if the trip be made in july or august you will pass through square miles of well-kept orchards yellow with the season's fruit the magnificent monnier arch bridge lately thrown across the hawkesbury is worthy more than passing notice train leaves richmond at four fifteen p m if not limited to three days a day can be spent very pleasantly on the gross river 
a boat is obtainable at mr bircher's farm at the junction and you can pull right up to the gap number three mossvale to kayama via fitzroy falls kangaroo valley berry and jeringong distance about fifty two miles estimated cost as low as twenty two shillings and eightpence thus moss vale now are a tourist return second class seven shillings and eightpence accommodation en route fifteen shillings equals twenty two shillings and eightpence first class fifteen shillings and fourpence accommodation en route fifteen shillings equals thirty shillings and fourpence first day the five fifteen p m from sydney on friday is a suitable train either boarding-house or hotel accommodation is easily obtainable near to the railway station at moss vale material sufficient for three or four meals is required if a very early start be made and it is preferred breakfast may be had at one of the accommodation houses at yarunga three-quarters of a mile from fitzroy falls at eight thirty or nine o'clock but having the means at your disposal you can light a fire at any suitable place and draw upon your own stock even if you have visited fitzroy previously the day will yet be young when you arrive and an hour or so can be spared to renew acquaintance with one of the finest waterfalls in the state should the weather be hot a very refreshing dip may be indulged in about a quarter of a mile upstream trout and other fish may be caught here but there will not be time for fishing good water may be procured about luncheon time on the descent of barangari mountain and without making the pace the pretty suspension bridge some three-quarters of a mile from kangaroo valley should be crossed by four thirty p m by turning to the left upstream two or three hundred yards a dip and rest may be had you have choice of two hotels in the village and the charges are reasonable distance for the day twenty-two miles second day away at daybreak breakfast and lunch en route the climb up the mountain is very stiff but it is a shade easier than kambawara all the way up the views are splendid and some very pretty bits of road are met with if the day be clear the view from the top of the mountain of the shoalhaven country is magnificent you should pass through berry before noon and reach jeringong about four p m having lunched by the way the distance dividing berry and jeringong is nine miles and if the trip is made in a good season you will be surprised to recognise how much of the picturesque is missed by tourists whose acquaintance with this portion of the south coast is limited to the view from the window of the railway carriage at jeringong are two hotels one near the railway station and the other in the township distance for the day about twenty-three miles third day this is an easy day only seven miles to go you may have a good rest and breakfast at the hotel only seven miles but not one is dull or uninteresting the road winding round the sides of the hills with the ocean always in view visit the blowhole and other places of interest lunch and catch the two twenty nine train reaching sydney about six five p m number four mossvale to kayama via fitzroy falls belmore falls robertson macquarie pass albion park and jamboroo distance about fifty-six miles estimated cost 
as low as one pound. Thus, second-class tourist return, Mossvale to Naura, seven shillings and eightpence. Accommodation en route, twelve shillings and fourpence, equals one pound. First-class, fifteen shillings and fourpence. Accommodation en route, twelve shillings and fourpence, equals one pound seven shillings and eightpence. First day. This is claimed by a companion of the road to be the picture trip of the tableland and south coast, embracing as it does Fitzroy and Belmore Falls, the best of their kind in the state, Macquarie Pass, which is a formidable rival of the famous Bulleye Pass, and pretty Arcadian Jamboree. Provision for three or four meals should be made. If you do not wish to spend any time at Fitzroy, leave Sydney for Moss Vale by the eight o'clock on Saturday morning. On arrival at Moss Vale, lunch on the track, and make Yarunga for tea. A postcard sent a couple of days ahead, mentioning probable hour of arrival and strength of the party, will be appreciated. If, however, you wish to rest and thoroughly see Fitzroy, you should leave Sydney by the 5.15pm. Friday, stay the night at Moss Vale, and get to Yarunga for breakfast or lunch Saturday, according to inclination. If not in good walking condition, this would be much the better plan. Second day. Start early if you prefer it, but as you have only fifteen miles in front of you, there is really no need to do so. Breakfast at Yorunga, lunch at Belmore Falls, tea and sleep at Robertson. A very pretty walk for the most part. Good easy road, except the long rise near Robertson. Beautiful agricultural land occurs between Fitzroy and Belmore Falls. The latter falls are very fine, especially on the descent to the cataracts. The lookout commands a glorious view over Kangaroo Valley and Cambewara. As you approach Robertson, some idea is gained of the pest blackberry vines may become if permitted to run wild. Acres of rich land are overrun, and the local story is that they can neither be burnt, ploughed, nor dug out. Robertson is only a small place, but has two hotels. An effort should be made to arrive early enough to visit the unique and pretty Robertson Park, situated within ten minutes' walk of the centre of the village. Third day. Away at daybreak, as there is a long walk, thirty miles in front of you. Breakfast and lunch on the track, or, if preferred, Lunch can be had at one of the hotels at Albion Park, which township you reach about midday. It is six or seven miles to Jamboree, and five or six miles thence to Kayama, and it is possible to reach Kayama for tea. But if the walk is taken leisurely, a stay may be made at Jamboree for tea, and Kayama reached afterwards. Should any member of the party become tender-footed, a contingency which sometimes happens, the walk might terminate at Albion Park. On the other hand, if not absolutely limited to three days, you could stay the night at Jamboree, make Kayama for lunch or breakfast next day, and take the 2.20pm to Sydney. On Mondays there is a train at 5.30am, time to reach Sydney at 8.55am. Other days, Sundays excepted, the 7.55 o'clock is the earliest, this is time to reach Sydney at 11.20 a.m. Number 5. Moss Vale to Bury via Fitzroy and Belmore Falls, Kangaroo Valley and Kambewara, and Kangaroo Mountain. 
distance about fifty six miles estimated cost as low as seventeen shillings thus second class tourist return moss vale to nowra seven shillings and eightpence accommodation en route nine shillings and fourpence equals seventeen shillings first class fifteen shillings and fourpence accommodation en route nine shillings and fourpence equals twenty-four shillings and eightpence first day this is an excellent trip taking in the two falls the great view of the shoalhaven valley from kangaroo mountain and the lookout at belmore it has the defect however of being a track which doubles on itself for several miles from belmore falls en route to kangaroo valley supplies for four meals are required the eight o'clock saturday morning to moss vale is a suitable train lunch on the track and tea and sleep at yarunga distance a shade over ten miles second day away at daybreak twenty-seven miles to accomplish before tea breakfast at the creek which crosses the road about three miles from belmore falls you will be the best judge of your walking condition and consequently of the time you can afford to spend at the falls but if you do not care to engage in the additional labour of descending to the valley and climbing back do not miss the lookout from which point a splendid view of kangaroo valley is obtained a splash in one of the several fine holes in the creek before resuming your journey will refresh you and add some spring to your step lunch when convenient and reach kangaroo valley for tea a short distance before rejoining the mossvale nowra road you pass the turn-off to the lady manning lookout you can afford to let this go as it is very little different from the view at belmore falls lookout and will add at least three miles to the already solid day's journey as mentioned elsewhere there are two hotels at kangaroo valley they stand opposite one another and either will supply accommodation at a reasonable charge third day start as soon as it is light eighteen miles to cast behind before lunch take the road up camberwarra mountain as if you were going to nowra this is important do not turn off to bury when you reach the top of the mountain turn to the left leaving nowra road this will bring you out presently on the top of the ridge from whence if the day be clear there is a good view of the shoalhaven jervis bay and the coastline the magnitude and magnificence of which will speedily erase any recollection of inconvenience experienced in toiling up camberwarra many consider this the view par excellence of the south coast four or five miles will bring you out on to the kangaroo valley berry road you can reach berry comfortably for lunch and catch the one fifty eight p m for sydney failing which you must wait for the four thirty two p m the famous or is it infamous milk train the former is timed to reach sydney at six five p m the latter arrives as soon after eleven p m as it may number six bell to richmond via bell's line mount toma and Currajong heights distance about forty-two miles estimated cost as low as fifteen shillings thus second class return to bell six shillings and tenpence available for return from richmond accommodation en route eight shillings and tuppence equals fifteen shillings first class thirteen shillings and eightpence accommodation en route 
eight shillings and twopence equals twenty-one shillings and tenpence. Provision is required for four or five meals. There is need for a sleeping bag and mosquito net, as you must camp out on the first night, practically no accommodation being available at Bell. Indeed, as you have the plant with you, if the weather be propitious, you might prefer to camp out the second night also, in which case the foot of Currajong Mountain is suggested as a suitable spot. Between Bell and Currajong Heights, accommodation is available at Mr. Graham's, near the 22-mile post on the Toma Road. This would cut the trip into shorter lengths, but would add a day to the time required. The 7.52am on Saturday reaches Bell about midday, and having had an unusually early breakfast, you will be ready for lunch immediately on arrival. Water may be got at the station, and the billy boiled right away. Follow the Mount Wilson Road for some distance, taking the right-hand track along the ridge, at a point some five miles from Bell. There is an ancient fingerboard, but the legend, to Richmond, is not very distinct. On this historic Bell's line, in days that are gone, stock crossed the Blue Mountains. If you have had any experience of travelling stock, if you have seen thirsty cattle string out as they approached water, or heard a frenzied mob stampede in the middle of the dark night, this narrow, arid, but occasionally picturesque track will not be destitute of interest. During the afternoon you should cut out ten or twelve miles. It will be better not to walk too late, as you have the camp to fix up, and the enjoyment of the next day's walk depends a great deal on whether you secure a comfortable sleep. There is a hill with big sandstone boulders, which, if there is time to reach it, should make an excellent dry camping place. Second day. Approaching Mount Toma, a formed road is met with. The country becomes much more picturesque, and with a decent pair of Zeiss field glasses, you will get a view of great beauty and extent from the top of the mountain. Like Mounts Wilson and Hay, Toma is basaltic. This is readily recognised from the greatly improved character of the country, and the track from this point to the foot of Currajong Mountain is a gentle grade, and a cyclist could free-wheel the entire distance. If you decide not to camp out again, take the old road, turn to the right up the mountain, and when the summit is reached, turn again to the right and follow the crest of the mountain round to the back of Mrs. Peck's accommodation house. This is important to recollect, and will save much time, temper, and a wearisome and unnecessary climb. Accommodation may be obtained also at Mrs. Richard's Belmore House, opposite the post office. Third day. Only twelve miles to complete the tour, and therefore no need to start until after breakfast. For this day's programme, refer to the third day of the Bell to Richmond via Mount Wilson. Trip number two. Number seven. Barrel to Kayama via Robertson, Upper Kangaroo Valley, Kangaroo Valley, Broger's Creek, Watermolla, Woodhill and Saddleback Mountain. Distance 55 to 56 miles. Estimated cost as low as 23 shillings. Thus, return fare to Bowral, available for return from Kayama, weekend excursion, first, 13 shillings and sixpence, second, 6 shillings and ninepence. Accommodation en route, 16 shillings and threepence, equals 29 shillings and ninepence 
and twenty-three shillings, respectively. The 6.10pm on Saturday will serve, but the 2.28pm is much to be preferred. There are several hotels at Bowerall. Sunday, Bowerall to Robertson, fifteen miles only. An early start is desirable, though by no means necessary. Breakfast and lunch on the track. The country is undulating and fertile, and there is not an uninteresting mile. The view from the heights, near West Kangaloon, is very fine. Matters may be taken very leisurely, and a rest of a couple of hours at midday may be indulged in. Monday. Breakfast and lunch on the track. Start out from the post office corner, as if going to Belmore Falls, and turn to the left at finger post, some three miles out of Robertson. There is an alternative route. Proceed as though going to Macquarie Pass, and turn to the right at the finger post marked Fountaindale. This will bring you round to the other road in time, but this road is not recommended, except as a variation, if you have done the other track. Shortly after you begin the descent of the mountain, you will be confronted by a dividing of ways, and no finger posts to guide you. Take the right-hand track, although the smaller. The other will bring you out all right, but the right-hand one is recommended. It is very narrow, a bridle track in fact, and the grade is such that you go down a long way in a short time. Presently you come in sight of a farmhouse, and a track bearing away to the left, towards the house. It is immaterial which track is taken, as they connect about a mile further on. You are now in sight of the Kangaroo River, the course of which is followed for several miles. This is a walk fit for the gods. Mountains range on both sides. You proceed by a pretty and unfrequented track, where the aggressive chuff-chuff will not violate the graces for at least a hundred years. And with the music of the river in your ears, Kangaroo Valley should be reached before nightfall. If you can arrange for accommodation at Watamala, it is competent to cut out the journey to the township of Kangaroo Valley. If you do this, cross the river just after passing Mr. Tate's homestead, and turn to the right at the public school, which track will bring you to Brogus Creek. Follow this till within a quarter of a mile of the first homestead, then cross Brogus Creek to the Woodhill Berry Road. This is the highway to Watamala. As there is neither hotel nor boarding-house at Watamala, arrangements as to accommodation must be made beforehand. By the intervention of a friend, the writer and Mr. Hamlet were handsomely entertained at the comfortable home of Mr. W. Brandon, but such accommodation, though on this occasion heartily extended, might not always be available. Hence the need for careful inquiry in advance. Tuesday whether you stop at Kangaroo Valley or Watamulla, an early start is desirable, and in the former case it is absolutely necessary, as there is a good stiff day's walk in front of you. If you start from Kangaroo Valley, take the Berry Road, turning to the left after passing the cemetery, and subsequently turn again to the left, taking the Woodhill Berry Road. Finger posts will direct you. Most of the way up the mountain you have Brogus Creek in view, and the scene is one of great beauty. Turn short round to the left at the council chambers at Woodhill, and rejecting all further left-hand turnings, go straight up the mountain. For some distance up the mountain, the road is plain and cleared. Later on it becomes less plainly marked, and on the mountain top is merely a cattle trail. 
nevertheless with care you should experience no difficulty bear in mind that though your course may sometimes in skirting a gully bear away to the left the general trend is to the right particularly reject the left-hand track at the top of the mountain as it will take you to robertson the mountain top is a sandy plateau a bit marshy in parts after rain but the views especially as you pass along the range above the fox ground are magnificent finally you reach a gate which gives access to a most beautiful pathway leading to the centre of saddleback this is perhaps the principle of the kayama picnic grounds if the day be clear a view is obtainable from this spot which is probably the finest of all the south coast views for extent the view from the pinnacle mount wellington hobart is the only one in the writer's experience which approaches it consider for a moment the ridge you are standing on is quite narrow looking south over a ravishing vista of shade and colour the eye easily reaches jervis bay to the north you look clear away to botany heads and with the assistance of glasses sydney can be made out you may then stroll leisurely down the remaining four or five miles into kayama in time for tea prior to entraining for sydney in respect of the view from saddleback i cull the following from notes furnished by dr cullen chief justice to the editor of the handbook published by the australasian association sydney eighteen ninety eight those who care for a bit of mountain climbing on horseback can get one of the finest views in new south wales by taking the road to the left just before you reach pikes hill on the way from kayama to jamboroo this leads through some pretty country at longbrush thence to saddleback ridge along which hoddle's track leads westward to the highlands connecting ultimately with the robertson to mossvale road a mile or two along hoddle's track carries you over the highest point of the saddleback but the best view is gained farther on where the road descends to a narrow grassy ridge here the eye carries to jervis bay on the south and to port hacking on the north over a continuous series of hills and hollows of green farms and tumbling streams while by sea the various little seaport towns of the illawarra are clearly visible one can return via the brandon hill road the approach to which is gained through slip rails known to residents in the neighbourhood though not perhaps too easily found by a stranger see also notes from diary bowron to kayama end of part four